Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Well, if it hasn't been apparent before that the intro is pre-recorded, it's probably apparent now. As your voice instantly you changed. Tell I'm slightly sick. But um, yeah, so if you don't hear much from me today, it's because I'm muted so that the coughing and stuff isn't in there. So take it away. Well, what I saw just dropped that caught my interest. We have lots and lots of things in our show notes, but <clears throat> the thing that caught my interest right as we were getting ready to start was I saw a tweet from Jack Posobiec that um, Twitter had released the files on the suppression of Hunter Biden's laptop prior to Elon Musk taking to control, taking control. And I, it was just a you know quick glance at what he had had uh, tweeted that I got the impression that he was saying uh, it most definitely was suppressed. It was intentional. And there was um, coordination with the Bidens, who at that time he was a candidate when when the laptop came out that he was not yet had been elected. So that's what I saw. And I'm sure that's and it said something about, you know, this is definite um, impeachment, which, you know, material, which I don't know if he wasn't the can if he wasn't president at that time. I don't know how that applies unless they continued to coordinate to keep it suppressed after he was in office. Impeachment so, anyways, doesn't that, only mean the president. You can impeach well, who, more than who just the president. Impeach? Who, who are you going to impeach? Whoever was in contact with social media. The Biden the campaign tweet oh, thread. Well, the tweet you know. thread was dropped by Matt Taibbi, and he stated in there that he didn't see any clear evidence of government uh, intervention, and it was largely done at the high exec, the high up level in Twitter, uh, without the knowledge of Jack Dorsey. And we'll link the whole tweet. So thread, this is, and you can read the exchanges. So this is only related. And there were only related oh, to. Oh, there were senators who who reached out to Twitter and voiced concern. Uh, one Democratic senator in particular that reached out and said, "I'm a Biden supporter, but um, I'm afraid that this is going to, you know, doesn't line up with the First Amendment and freedom of speech." And so there were like senators that raised issues or representatives. Is this only as far as the election is concerned? This isn't the. Um, so we have not yet looked at their communication with social media over covid this doesn't have it okay this is only this in regards is to the hunter biden, hunter laptop, biden story. laptop okay yeah. that's why i thought we might have been talking impeachment for other people other than the president so hopefully that comes out soon too because i would i would love to see that the covid stuff and they're uh talking to social media to get things banned right away because you know twitter was involved in that as well yeah it's i've I find it interesting that um, Twitter has backed off on their um, you can't tweet about COVID, you know, kind of things that it's kind of you can it's now fair game. You can go after it. But they have not yet reinstated people that were banned like McCullough and yeah, because of COVID. So I I don't understand that. David Horowitz is one of them that's still that's still not back. The one that wrote the book with Steve Dace. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because I just I heard him talking to Beck Glenbeck the other day, and I think that came up that he was still off of Twitter. So all so the people who I were ho- banned ho- because of COVID are still not back, even though you can say whatever you want about COVID now. Yeah, that obviously that doesn't make a lot of sense. So no, I would expect. I mean, it's a be, it's a I slow would... process unbanning all those people. I'm sure. 
It's not something that you just... Especially since a majority of Twitter workers are no longer working there. Yeah, and I'm afraid that... I don't know if there's like a... Because, uh, I mean, if you ban certain... If you ban accounts most recently for being bots, they're trying to get all the bots and the non-users actually off of the platform. So if you banned all them, you can't just like hit one master unban button because you may end up bringing back all those as well. So it probably takes time to go through and decide who's a real person and actually deserves to or who needs to be put back on. So, but if, I don't know, I, I really have noticed that if you make a big stink about if Twitter made a big stink about one person in, in particular and they got that person trending, typically that account was put right back on because it, it you just have to point it out. And well, the and bot accounts as they're identi- the bot accounts as they're identified. I would think that they don't ban them; they delete them. So there wouldn't be an issue of them coming back up if you took the ban off of everybody. That's true. Because it seems to me that you could just ban, just undo the ban button, just hit the you know, like you said, one button, and everybody's unbanned. And then we'll see if you do something that deserves banning, then we'll ban you. But we're not going to go through this one account at a time. Um, just unband everybody and see what happens. And I saw that somebody had tweeted, you know, what what is the standard? And basically the old standard at, at Twitter prior to 2015 was is you can't uh, make any kind of, you know, illegal statements such as threatening violence against somebody that, you, you know, they would ban you for that. Other than that, um, you resolve it between the two parties or, or multiple parties involved on Twitter. It's, it's up to them to resolve their issue. And if something really is thought to be um, criminal, then you take it to the local authorities. And that was their whole policy prior to 2015, in 2015 or prior to that. And, and, uh, and Elon Musk said, yeah, that makes sense. We're not, so I don't know. We're not going to have a do. whole lot on this right now just because this is such a recent event. I mean, if something big comes out of this as people continue to look at it i'm sure we'll have more to talk about it next week but it's very fresh hot off the press yeah i'm ready to move on to something else there's a lot there's a lot more out there going on that's for sure I don't know where you guys want to go next. I mean, one of the other big items in the news is... I thought you were going to go from... You brought up COVID. I thought you were just going to go nicely. Well, we can go right in. I mean, um, there's so... What do you want to say about it? There's so much about it. There's so much that we've been um, operating on for the last two years that's just wrong. Actually, we're coming up on three years, aren't we? Yeah. We are coming up on three years of this, and it's just... That has just been wrong. Um, I thought we were going to talk about I, died suddenly. I don't see anything in here about that. Well, that's all about COVID. So let's. I saw um, an interview recently with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, somebody who was banned for. He was one of the most foremost doctors, you know, published doctors in the world, um, and was banned for his comments about. Um, coronavirus and the mRNA vaccine and stuff. He was being interviewed by Tanya Gall, who I've never heard of before, but he was saying that now they are seeing evidence that the vaccines are being transmitted to unvaccinated people because the vaccine does not clear the system. It does not, they're not seeing, they don't know how long it will take, but they're not really seeing that vaccines are clearing their people's systems the way they're supposed to. 
they're there months later, and they're being it's being transferred in mother's you know milk, um, which that was not supposed to happen. It was supposed to stay at the site. Um, they're seeing it in the in. Um, oh the yeah, but we we've known that all along. They they've yeah, always what he's said... saying now is it's being transmitted. It's being because they're it's not clearing the body, and because people are getting boosters, it's building up, and you're seeing an increase in the vaccine and the spike the, uh, the... protein that goes along with it is being transmitted by kissing, by sexual contact, by mothers nursing. It's and 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 it's actually now this has been discussed too, but it is changing the human genome because it's getting in and it's just staying there. Well, good thing I'm not swapping bodily fluids with anyone who's vaccinated. Then, yeah, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, it's not going to be a problem for me because, uh, but you know, but obviously there are people out there who it would be a problem. I mean, it'd be a major drag if you know my wife was vaccinated and I wasn't. It's the new. It's the new STD. Yeah, I almost, I almost feel like that. Like, uh, you know, I said for years, way back when, in the eighties, like I have no concern with AIDS because I'm, I'm, I'm in a monogamous heterosexual relationship. I have no problem. I'm, sorry, I'm not worried with, about them, this because I'm in a. We're calling them STIs now because disease is apparently it's too negative. What's the I is for infection? Well, I guess infection. 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 Oh, that's better. Okay, but that's not. But again, infection sounds more temporary. I was going to say that's the changing of the language because an infection is temporary, and 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 AIDS is not. So it's not an STI. Yeah, it's a. It's, I mean, it's, it's literally an autoimmune disease. It it ends with the word disease. It's not. It's not an autoimmune infection. Oh, I have. I just, I just had a there, quick flare maybe up. Two categories. Quick flare up of my autoimmune infection. It'll be gone soon. <laughs> I mean, you don't get rid of herpes. So, that's true. Maybe they're referencing chlamydia or gonorrhea. There's such a changing. I mean, it is amazing what they do with changing of the language. So, so along with the vaccine, though, there is this video out called "Died Suddenly," and you can view it on Rumble. Go to just go to Rumble.com and type in the search "Died Suddenly," it's on and the, the Stu video Peters will come up. Network. That's the publisher of it, and it is. It is wild, and why you have uh, people on the political left trying to deny it. Like I got flagged for posting it, the link to it on um, on Facebook. Um, it said fact checkers, you know, have deemed that this is not um, accurate information. In in the di- died suddenly, so I posted a link in response to it of a court case where Facebook said, uh, "Yeah, our fact checkers are just opinions." Um, as a response to them and they um, fact checked that <clears throat> they did actually <laughs> uh, i think i think they did but but it's actual it's a court case it's not a fact check thing i mean i don't know how you fact check that so um but i even heard i mean doctors are saying this i just heard uh tucker carlson interview a doctor from britain who was actually promoting the vaccines. This guy was like the most prominent doctor in the country in Britain who would go on, you know, Good Morning Britain or whatever, and he would promote people should get the vaccines. And his father, who also is a doctor, who was very fit and athletic and, and, and uh, you know, um, he was also a doctor. He got vaccinated, and, and this son that I saw interviewed got vaccinated also. And then his dad just, boom, up and died. Cardiac arrest. Um, and then his this guy really started digging into it and looking at what was in it and what was going on. And he's like, now is like, this should absolutely not be given to another person. 
So it's not just in the video, um, uh, um, embalmers are the ones that are really in the video talking about all that they're finding because doc doctors and, and, um, coroners and stuff are not doing uh, autopsies on all these people, but it became a problem when the when the embalmers were saying, we can't get fluid into these people. They were getting weird. And then they, they started pulling all of these. And they couldn't, uh, they, they, when they embalm people, they will, I mean, they'll drain a lot, and then they'll literally use a pump to push embalming fluid through them. And it was, the pump wasn't enough. It wasn't able to push fluid through the body. And so they started pulling out these clots not blood clots uh, like another protein substance what's uh what's the name yeah it's like an amyloid they call it amyloid amyloid protein protein. well they're pulling these some of them are like veins and arteries yeah and they're blocking veins or blocking arteries they're pulling them out of there was a video of a heart surgeon that pulled one out of a live beating heart yeah big old and there's a video of it um yeah i like the guy who called into pat gray who did his own little bit of research. He's from Ohio. One of the people in the documentary is um, an embalmer from Ohio. I think he's like the head of some organization or, or involved with some organization, and he was speaking at an event in Ohio, and there was he said about 100 embalmers in the room, and he put the pictures of the protein, you know, the clots that they'd been pulling out of people up on the screen and said, how many of you have seen this? And he said every single hand in the place went up. And then asked when they had started, and every single one, it was around that same 16 to 18 month period. And that was right around the time that the vaccine had started. Well, um, someone from Ohio called um, into Pat Gray's show to, to talk about how he had done a little bit of independent verification. He called um, some other. Like the Ohio um, Embalmers Association. Yeah, and, call, and, and actually spoke to like the director and was asking about. Um, the documentary, if they'd seen the documentary, if they knew who the man in the, that was interviewed in the documentary was, and they said, yes, he can, in fact, say that he was there, that he was speaking to people. Um, but then when the guy asked, well, is it true that when he asked about the uh, clots that everyone raised their hand, and he said, well, I wasn't in the room at the time. I can't say for sure. And then he asked him if he had seen them himself, and he said, well, I haven't done any embalmings in a long time. Um, so basically, he was just kind of skirting around the guy's questions. And um, then he asked him, I understand why doctors are afraid to speak because there's threat of them losing their license and things like that. Is there a similar threat to embalmers as far as if they were to speak out? And the call hung up. Yeah, and then he emailed the office. He never got a response. So he emailed you know, asking that conversation questions. to Dave Yost, the attorney general of Ohio, um, hoping that something would come of it. I, I never heard anything after that, but that was just interesting to hear somebody do actual like independent verification themselves of a documentary they saw and have it be, you know, that guy do- is an embalmer. He was at the conference he was talking about, speaking to a room of 100 people. The only thing the guy wouldn't answer is, did they all raise their no. hand that they'd seen it? And I, I promise you, think about it. When that question, when that discussion is going on, you do not get up and leave the room. No. So to say that I wasn't in the room at, the at that time is ridiculous. Yeah, it so it's they're now actually you can say you can say well, you know, that's not that that documentary is not real, it's not right. Well, let me add this to it. They are now wanting the the blood um, you know, the red cross blood, they are wanting unvaccinated blood. Now, if that 
documentary isn't accurate, then why are they wanting unvaccinated blood instead of vaccinated blood? Because one of the things that was in there, it's it's not just the clots itself. It's the way the blood is. So some of them would say that it was very weird the way the blood was separating. Like you could see. Yeah, like it was a like thinner, separating like you'd have it was like water separ- and yeah, oil. It separated like almost like it was already automatically separating the plasma out of the blood and also some of the microclots they call them microclots so it's not just those big giant protein clots that they were pulling out but it also looked like the um like the blood was dirty they would sometimes say like it looked like it was rusty or it had coffee grounds in it and they show video of this it's crazy looking and they even yep. show it coming out of i mean it's not overly graphic you can see like the side of the cadaver not a whole dead body but they show it draining out of people and it's coming out dirty it looks yeah, dirty, but, it, but it, it, the reason those little granular um, spots show up is because the bu- blood is not red; it's more like yeah, plasma like with a very light, thin. with a light red yeah. tint. Like the red yeah, cells so. are what's clumping together, and what's left is right. like the plasma. Yeah, so that's the reason why they don't want they don't want blood donations from those people. Yeah, so much so I mean, that they're changing rules that they've had forever about. Um, uh, blood from gay men in gay relationships. They've always, they've never taken blood from them because of AIDS is a gay disease. <laughs> is that wrong to say? Yeah, it I'm is. wondering if it's, if, if, I'm wondering if it, this is a result of a lack of blood. Like they, it is. they need blood that badly. Well, that they're saying it's going to be on a more individual basis now. Well, I literally get called by the Red Cross every single day. My cell phone and our home phone every day asking saying that they're in a blood emergency about giving blood so you know you can say well they keep saying this isn't true this isn't true but the actions that people are taking are saying oh well yeah it is otherwise you wouldn't there's no reason to be taking the actions that they are i want to know this is just another one of those things that i've heard bongino say all the time he references that one article what what does he call it I can't remember the name that he calls it, but it's basically where the left will say, this isn't happening, but it's great that it is. So that's, I mean, basically we're talking about this isn't happening. It's not killing people. But at the same time, you got those these Malthusian people in the WEF who have always said, well, it's, I mean, it's great that we're reducing the world's population. You can do that either two ways. You either lower the birth rate or you raise the death rate. And yeah, one of the things that's interesting about that the uh, died suddenly documentary is that right in the very beginning they show Bill Gates talking about reducing the world's population, and in that discussion, he talks about with this, this, and this, and vaccines we can reduce the world's population by ten to fifteen percent with vaccines. Yeah, now wait a minute. Now wait just a minute. Unless the vaccines are engineered to kill people, you do not reduce the world's vac- population with vaccines, or at least, or at least sterilize people. And you're saying that this is a projection for how far out because you sterilize enough people. But I mean, but it's, it's still the same. He's either sterilizing people or he's outright killing them. That's the only way that vaccines can reduce the population of the Earth. Yeah, it's uh, and that's kind of their premise from the beginning of this documentary that there is an intentional uh, effort to reduce the, which I agree, the world's population. And then there's the army, uh, female army flight surgeon that lists about twenty different things that she's seeing in young, healthy 
soldiers that you would never expect all these kinds of um, you know medical issues, and and the and they're going up. What the numbers that you would expect to see, you know, to fall somewhere on the bell curve, they might be kind of out at the. They're not even anywhere, even out on the tail of the chart. They're so far out that the ask the, the odds of these, you know, these numbers of these diseases occurring, and the, it, it's so far out on the tail of the bell bell curve. I mean, it's not even hardly statistically possible. What were the health it, problems? It's so that the crazy. One, what were the health problems that that guy sitting before Congress was giving? It was specifically about, I think, flight. About um about pilots and it said something about um what there usually is as far as events that keep a pilot from from flying there usually were like eight thousand, and it had increased to eight hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so they'd have some medical event where there's like you know there's an issue well this pilot had this this pilot had that and there'd be like eighty three hundred you know. In the whole a year yeah. or whatever yeah, in a year in the whole and all of us and now it's like it's eight hundred and thirty some thousand it's i mean it's yeah um he was mentioning about they're seeing very rapid cancers like where this person doesn't have cancer and like all of a sudden a couple months later they find that this person has really aggressively you know really advanced cancer the guy um, who lots the of, guy who voiced batman in the old in the 90s uh batman cartoon they they Picked him out specifically. They put an article up, and it said he died after a short fight with cancer. So it's not like something that had been happening for a long time. Right. It was very rapidly evolving. And then you got the um right. the they had a a guy who specifically was on there speaking about how they're seeing the way they're seeing cancers just evolve so quickly. Yeah, and the other thing that they talked a lot about was the um, stillbirths. And miscarriages. I mean, those numbers again—they're so high, um, they don't make any sense. I mean, they wouldn't. It's the the woman, the female flight doctor, and I don't remember all this about it. She said something about if there was a ten. You know, we consider a really made it'd be it'd be a major, significant, societally you know impacting change if like we saw this ten percent change or increase in these death type of deal i mean if we if we lost this number of people she said and she said we're seeing like 40 percent she said 10 percent is like catastrophic number nobody even considers above 10 percent we've never discussed that we've never even thought in those terms and we're seeing 40 percent so it's so much worse and then there's you know and, and the 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 stillbirth rates were like again just off the chart percentage oh, wise like, with the increase wasn't it at I can't remember. It was either 70 or 700 standard deviations above the mean. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not possible. The probability of that is 0%. Yeah, she, the, the again, the female flight surgeon said that her concern yeah, that, that was... that is definitely statistically significant. Um, okay, yeah. it's it, it ended up, I think, it ended up three, was it 308? 308 standard deviations above the mean. For uh, context, three standard deviations above or below a mean is considered like a large amount. That's significant. And this difference. is number of still this is number of stillbirths just since 2020. The number of stillbirths has risen 300 standard deviations above the mean. So the thing that struck me is that again, this female flight surgeon said that. With what she's seeing, she is concerned that in five years we will not have a standing army. Again, if there is an intentional effort to reduce America 
our population, our strength in the world, all those kind of things, it makes sense that no military people, you know, even after we know that it doesn't stop you from getting it, it doesn't stop you from transmitting it, all that kind of stuff, they're still requiring the vaccine. That makes no sense unless it's intentionally trying to degrade our military. So with with actual numbers, because this is insane, um, the doctor who talks about the fetal demise, the, the stillbirths, he said that it had been a little bit higher. Um, it had been uh, – the, the chart with all the data about these stillbirths um, is displayed in the documentary um, – died suddenly so the doctor who um he claims and he gives a number for how many um pregnancies he sees as a doctor i mean as a a, a, a practicing doctor seeing patients and it's crazy he sees probably more births than any doctor in the country um and he's the one talking about it so he said when he first started in um obstetrics it was you know he was they were seeing like 10 stillbirths per thousand um he said it had gotten down more recently to about six or seven. So it had been getting better. Um, well, this year we're at 160 per thousand. From about six or seven per thousand to 160 per thousand stillbirths. Yeah, there's no way to, there's no way to statistically rationalize that from just natural events. The environment, you know, it just, it's just not in the realm of possibility. 15% of pregnancies ending in still... They said in that um, the army doctor was talking about this uh, as far as um, what they had seen with women in the military having um, stillbirths. They said um, not a single pregnancy... In one of their uh, tests, do you remember that? Not a single pregnancy um, had a, a successful live birth. It was like 80. It was like 80 still births in the test yeah. of the vaccinated. Yeah. Like 86 out of 86. Yeah, I heard a woman saying that uh, she would volunteer at a NATO unit for, you know, births and stuff. And they would, she would, they would see like um, two or three still births a month was typical and all of a sudden she was told she didn't need to come in to the unit because they didn't yeah, have any babies we're not having any babies being born but they had like 20 that they had had 22 stillbirths yeah. and they were expecting the number to increase so you i you know i just want to say this i five years ago if i'd have been talking like this i would have thought i was a nut job conspiracy theorist i i don't it's almost hard for me to talk like this because I know how how goofy and conspiratorial it sounds. But once your eyes are open and you start seeing all these things and put them together, you, you can't unsee it. There There's something to be said. I mean, I really do urge everyone to watch it. It's only about an hour long. But there, I mean, there, there's a lot in it. And um, if you look up these people independently, look at what they look at their professional careers before they were interviewed for this documentary. I mean, they're not they're certainly not nobodies. Um, I had seen the doctor who talks about the stillbirths. I had seen him in something uh, before we even talked about covid. 
Um, I mean, he's definitely a pro-life guy, but I mean, he, he, he didn't just come up out of nowhere. His credentials have been around for a long time. I've seen him in other documentaries. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, there's something to be said about how compelling their argument is. And, and there's just, there's a lot of facts, you know, it's not, it's not just a lot of feelings. Like I feel like this. No, it's here's the data. Look at the data. So I, I encourage everybody to watch it. It's it is shocking. I'm just like, okay, like what you're doing to the birth rate because that is on top of twenty two percent of all pregnancies in the United States, excluding the miscarriages ending in abortion. Wow. And then you add to it what well, they're seeing what well, they're talking about the the um the drop in male testosterone and, and sperm. Um, counts. Yeah, right. I think infer- infertility is. It's not just infertility, it. but there's yeah. also the lack of the actual um, Y chromosome itself. And they they say in well, there's some other mammal species on Earth, not human, right now that there's a noticeable there's a noticeable yeah, trend of less males of the species being born. A noticeable trend, and it may be happening to people as well. Yeah, because. The estrogen testosterone levels have a, play a huge part in the development of like how the reproductive organ develops in the fetus and what it is if it ends up being male or female. So, I mean, if you huh. if you obviously if you have less and less men being born all the time, um, percentage wise, eventually that's how a species uh, dies out. And yet, so there's becoming more more women and less men, and yet they can't get anybody to watch the WNBA. <laughs> so I mean, if if the WNBA is so great, why aren't all this big number of women watching the WNBA? Even they're not watching it. I just I'm sitting here trying to. When I started hearing this, I started thinking about: Is there a way that I can like financially gain from my pure masculine? gammies <laughs> somebody probably. out there must want there probably is i'm not really sure how the sperm donation works right now if you're not vaccinated know. it's okay i'm not vaccinated and i'm manly so i mean i don't know if you can, can get I say? paid oh yeah, oh, you, yeah you can probably more than ever okay probably more than what ever i'm saying right. is well, then, what i'm saying is you've people, always been able because to don't get, people don't women flip through books and like pick a profile you you i don't know you you could always you could get paid yeah it's but been i don't for years need, now I but i want to but it's got to be worth significant living money. in the world somewhere somebody that's half genetically related to me that i don't know also i would say consider I'm doing um, it for the better. Like spir- the spiritual thing here is like you don't know the person who will be raising the kid and whether it would actually be a good thing. They could be screwed up. And yeah, that's true. To, you could be like you could be yeah. providing the you could be providing the you know conception uh, in a uh, transgender man. It's up to yeah. me to keep the human population going. <laughs> I think God will. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think God. God will do what he yeah. wants to do. Yeah. If we're, if we're meant maybe, to. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't want it to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he's got a plan for that too. Well, we're talking about COVID, zero COVID in China, apparently led to them 
welding the doors shut on a on an apartment building or like i don't know they put like a steel cable or something through the door so the people couldn't get out and then there was a fire in the building and they say 10 people died but it, pe- some people are saying that that's not true that it was more than 10 and yeah just uh, like nobody they had zero deaths from covid for a year in china yeah however we believe we believe that well uh, one of my favorite things they could be doing in uh, okay not my favorite things my favorite memes they could be doing in uh, China like they were with this meme was uh, North Korea has no cases of COVID and the number just basically like jumps up to one or two at a time and then back down to zero because they're just executing them. There's no COVID. Boom. That's like how there's no uh, gay people in Iran because they just right. throw them off of rooftops. Right. So if you have COVID, we give COVID you deaths. It, it, it's just that they didn't die from the illness, you know, going the going right. the course. They shot them. Yeah, if you have a if you have a COVID case in North Korea, you get an injection, and then you don't have COVID anymore. It's a vaccine, <laughs> a lead vaccine. Um, but yeah, so this zero COVID led to these people dying in this apartment fire, and so it sparked um, pretty serious protests, like Tiananmen Square in 1989 level protests. Videos have been pretty crazy, but they cracked down on it pretty hard, and I've been seeing a lot less. So I don't know all. I don't know well, they as did, much recently in the last few days. They did have somewhere where they finally rolled in a few tanks. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw some tanks down going down the street. You know, one thing I thought was interesting about this that I hadn't really thought of because we're seeing this, even though they're trying to shut it down and suppress it, not let it get out via social media. Um, the number of people that know about what's going on as opposed to Tiananmen Square is that they said when Tiananmen Square happened, you're talking about 1989, that literally it was a really small number, like maybe 10% of the country ever knew that it even happened at the time because there wasn't social media and so much more of their population was rural. It's got to be basically impossible to keep. I mean, even, even like a more isolationist country like North Korea is starting to get leaks from the outside inside. Um, I can't imagine that China is successfully keeping all this out. And and they say they say it's the reason why a lot of these people are, um, you know, more more um, likely to join a protest like this because they have seen what it's like in the rest of the world, and it's not like China. And there are more freedoms in a place like America, and they are seeing that online, and it's making them more likely to join a protest like this. In the stories that I will link, um, I think what's most interesting to this about me is, um, about this to me, sorry, is yes, it was sparked after the COVID lockdowns, but it goes far, seems to go far beyond that because um, they're, uh, they're calling for Xi Jinping to be removed and the, um, the, the white papers they're holding up show that it's also about they're tired of censorship and the control of the internet and things. And people are chanting, um, the trans that translate to give me liberty or give me death. Does that sound familiar? Um, and then Apple cooperating with the Chinese government to block the, the ability to airdrop Chinese government. People. Yeah, they turned off the ability to airdrop in China. Yeah, because they were Apple using just... they were using airdrop to not be to not be traced in their messaging. That stuff wasn't shut down because it works on it works on a local network. It doesn't need the it doesn't need Wi Fi. It uses bluetooth and it's a lot harder to track that so they were sending information about protests through airdrop and apple turned it off i want to you know the the 
Xi, Xi Jinping is not going to let this happen. Um, at Tiananmen Square, uh, a lot of the people don't know, but they, they just basically finally rolled in trucks. You know, it's like watching an old German movie, drop the tailgate and the belt fed machine guns cut loose into the crowd. And the numbers are at least a minimum of 10,000 people were just gunned down. That's how they put an end to Tiananmen Square. The only way Xi is going anywhere is if people within the Communist Party high up, you know, would agree with the protesters and say, yeah, you got to go. And they and they make a move on him. But the people themselves, I don't I don't think they can do it. I mean, because that's that's what that's what a communist regime does. If if it were going to happen, though, that, you know, the military or police were to side with people and say that Xi had to go it, w- it would have happened but you see how brutal the police were being with the shields and you know just beating people that I in crazy numbers they got so many police that are willing to just beat people in the street that uh, I don't see I don't see protests alone getting it done and you're right the people have no weapons which you know this this should be a shining example. I mean this and Ukraine. After we've seen these two things on, you know, on the world stage in the media, I should not hear any more the left demanding, well, no, cuz the left loves the Chinese Communist Party. But this should be your number one argument for not ever being allowed to ban any kind of gun. I'm not I just want I'm not advocating this, but I'm going to th- put it out there. <laughs> The way that you do this is you don't go after the government. You, you, guerrilla warfare is that we identify people like those policemen that are behind those shields that are out there doing this. They, they live in homes in neighborhoods too, and we start going after them. Oh, you want to be a policeman and enforce the government's tyrannical rule and beat us and all that? Well, someday you're going to go home. And you're not going to have all the protection of the cops. And we go and we snatch you and you are never heard from again. And you start doing that. And then so then you start suppressing the, the citizens, people, uh, ability, willingness to be used by the government. That's the way that you deal, that you do it. You don't go after the government head on. Just throwing that out, that out there for all of our Chinese listeners. Hey, did we have any... Uh downloads from china on that episode that got a ridiculous amount of downloads were any of those from china i'm not sure researching because you were able to see geographically like what countries they came from i want to know if there was like two people in china that downloaded it (laughs) i'd be surprised though there's a lot of people in china when they block us i know but i want to throw this out there too i really want to promote this all of you i want you to start using this hashtag castrati class because that's what I've been. That's you're what gonna the, to, I just. You're going to have to explain castrati because you told me that is, earlier. Is, is a man who's been castrated. <laughs> I understood I, it when I saw it. I okay, so on Facebook, I've been using but, yeah. it for these people that like a LeBron James, Adam Silver, Tim Cook from Apple, who is absolutely a tool of the communist Chinese. Oh yeah, we'll shut down airdrop to help you suppress the protest. The they 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 are castratis. They they are willing. They have they have been completely emasculated. Rather than doing what is right, what is noble, what is good, what is true, they are willing to sell their souls and and, and have no character whatsoever um, 
for whatever a paycheck okay, for but a position, that would only whatever. Uh, that would only apply if they didn't believe in the end goal of something like of somebody like the WEF cuz i would i would say that if if they share those values i mean if they're if they're not just being used as a tool but they're an actual participating member like it's their idea, it's their well, plan, it's their that, desire, then you know what? Unfortunately, those are the only people that seem okay, to have the cojones Coo- to do what Tim they Cook believe maybe. anymore. Tim Cook maybe would fall in with them, but I don't think LeBron James would, and I don't think Adam Silver would as a Jew. I don't think he would be in for that. No, probably not. And so you can call those people that, but I'm I'm sorry, the people like Klaus Schwab and the people oh, like yeah, I know. the people oh, like George oh, oh. Soros and all those kind of and, and Bill Gates, um, unfortunately, no, no, no. they're not castrated, and no, they're no, the no. only ones that are actually following through with what they believe. The only problem is right. that they believe in killing a bunch of people in the whole right. world. No, I don't call those people the castrati class. Those are people that are willing to do their bidding at when they know that it's not the right thing to do for a paycheck. Or for position or whatever, yeah. those are the Castrati class. I, I could know, go either way it, on Tim Cook. Tim Cook could totally be part of it. I used it he on— He could be uh, a Malthusian. I mean, I, considering, uh, like, um, uh, John John Kirby, uh, who's a national you know, um, Security Council spokesperson who used to be a Navy admiral. Of course, you got your Mark Milley and your Lloyd Austin, and these guys, those guys are Castrati class. Yeah. And I, I want to see that hashtag being used all over the place and just humiliate these people. And this is what I, I got thinking about it. When um, we have our dancing Santa <laughs> and uh, that does rocking around the Christmas tree and he stands there and he dances. And um, the girls, the, my granddaughters, were just absolutely having a ball with this thing, just dancing around and laughing and just, you know, just. And I looked at them and watched them and their, their purity and the life that they are, you know, they're, they're happy, they're secure, um, the world is good, and we're developing them and seeing them grow. And I thought to myself, I, for all the money in the world, just looking at those two little lives, would never do anything that would compromise myself in their eyes. You could not pay me enough to make me compromise myself in their eyes. And that's what really got me thinking about this. These people have sold their souls and they are castrated because they will do it even though you can look at somebody like that that you love and you care about and you know how valuable those lives are. And you go, yeah, I'll do it. I'll I'll sell my soul for a buck. Circling back to your question about listeners, I don't see China, but we have four Hong Kong and one Taiwan, which China likes to think is theirs. But we do have 26 unknown. So who knows? Uh, Maybe... Maybe they used VPNs from, to get around firewalls yeah, they, to listen to Bevington bands. There are many from other authoritarian countries, which is interesting. Well, they're very interested in how the elections do in the United States, because if the elections go the way that we typically want, they're like, oh, good. The shining city on the hill still exists. But when they go the way that they have been going, they say, oh, no, the hope of the world is lost. Yes. For context, uh, our midterm election episode blew up yeah it was over 3,000 downloads on the single episode like what what was it 3,400 very weird uh, 35 yeah close to 35 yeah I want to touch on things that other people aren't talking about and here's something people aren't talking about I mean because otherwise they can hear this other stuff anywhere uh Sam Frankman, Bankman-Fried. Yeah, no it, one's heard of him. 
no, I'm, no, this this aspect. Why his superpower is that he can talk and he can name names and give information. That's why he's not going to jail. But he's out talking right now. Is is it better to have him out talking and free the way he is and 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 kind of not giving anything up, or wouldn't it be better to just imprison him and Epstein him and never have to worry about it again? I don't know. I think the reason why he 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 almost is okay to have out in the world because he kind of lacks credibility. And I honestly think like his demeanor and his appearance disarms people. They're like, how could this guy be evil? He's a nerd. I mean, it's probably the same kind of thing with like Bill Gates. I, I don't know. I mean, the reason is because other than this one thing, he doesn't have this big, long history of being some operative like Epstein did. I mean, everybody knew that Epstein was basically like an arms dealer and was a CIA asset. And, and I just okay, don't... but we have three other crypto guys recently that have all been mysteriously yeah, dead. Yeah, like died in their sleep. And one guy that said that they're out to get me. And like an hour later, they found him. He drowned, drowned in his clothes. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm just I'm keep thinking is like rather than all this coming to light, wouldn't it have made more sense to just like, I think, I I don't know. I I think they need him to be an advocate for the regulation of cryptocurrency. It might be his parents too, because you'd have to off his parents too. Yeah. Because his mom's that WEF. Yeah. But, but again, I think if they have him out there and he was a founder of this, you know, crypto exchange and whatever coin it was that he came up with, if you have him who actually was involved in the game, even though it was a scam, uh, out there talking about how you need to regulate cryptocurrency, you know, oh, I'm, I'm an example of why we need to some oversight on cryptocurrency, that might, they may see that that's more beneficial for them than uh, offing him. I just thought that it because it just seems like that's become the the, the mo uh, of all these dealings that they just that people just die mysteriously they just something happens they get mugged on the street they drowned um, or they hang themselves while all the guards are asleep and the cameras are broken from a bed it's, it's, from I a mean bed that's become pretty it's like two feet it, off the ground yeah that's become pretty routine so I just I, I was thinking about that here's another one that a story that's been forgotten not talked about anymore. The Dutch farmer protests and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, the government crackdown on them is still happening. They're seizing and closing 3,000 farms to comply with EU environmental rules. The government is seizing them. Yeah, I want to do something uh, in service and talk about, uh, you know, for church. And But I'm going to wait till after the first of the year because we're in Christmas and stuff. I don't want to depress everybody about the, the um, CBDC and the crackdown. You know, on the farmers, because obviously we live in a big farming area and that that it's being done in the name of the green climate. Um, so what makes you and they're pushing that here? What makes you think if you're a farmer that that won't eventually find its way here? What's going on to the Dutch farmers? Guns. Because it's, we're, we're pushing the same agenda. The Dutch don't have guns. These farmers have a lot of guns. Farmers are okay, probably the people that's that not you my don't point. want to go after. That's not my point. My remember point what is, happened is at that Bundy's they're going to want to come after them. Oh, yeah, that's fine. But remember, like, the one time they ever went after a rancher, they got, like, a giant armed crowd to show up, and there was an actual gunfight at one point? Those ranchers are very different than our farmers, but, yeah. My point is that they, you need to be on your guard, or it will happen to you before you know it happened. This is one that's fallen out of the news that happened a while back was um, uh, Saget. What's his name? 
Bob Saget. Yeah. The coroner said that uh, he had fractures in his skull that equated to either being hit with a baseball bat or falling from 30 feet. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And then they played that clip from that podcast he was in with his wife where he said something about yeah. how she's going to kill me. Yeah. And then he was dead three, like three Again, months later. It's just weird um, how people just have these strange deaths and then they just kind of disappear out of the news. Oh, he just... Was, he, what reason would anyone have for killing I have Bob no Saget? idea. Unless his wife really did have him off, but... Um, but, but you know, I mean, it was, it was originally reported that he'd just fallen and banged his head in the hotel room or whatever, went to bed and without thinking he was seriously hurt. Then it comes out, you know, these months later, um, actually the fractures in his skull... Uh, I would normally see with being hit with a baseball bat or if somebody had fallen like 20 to 30 feet on their head. Hmm. I mean, we don't know what the answer is, but it seems like somebody would say, maybe we should find out the answer. I, I, we do need to lighten up a little bit here. And that, uh, so I thought I'd throw that out there. But also, did you guys see, did you hear KJP? What's her name? Karine Jean-Pierre talking about the Nobel Prize repeatedly. Oh, yeah. Nobel Prize. Yeah. She said it like five, what? seven times. I don't we even know. are led. I heard Adam Carolla. It's not even spelled the same. No, it's not. And, and who hasn't heard of the Nobel Prize? Um, I heard Adam Carolla going, these people couldn't get jobs anywhere. No, but you wouldn't hire them for anywhere else. What Our politicians are ridiculously pathetic why you know he said something about like i think it was like he was saying um kamala harris would be lucky to get you know she could probably rise to the level of night manager at, at a perkins in pomona or something you know like that i mean like what would you hire her for what's a perkins it's a it's like a denny's hey <laughs> denny's <laughs> You yes. reminded me. I love this story. Okay, so is there more you want to talk about KJP? Though? No, that's okay. Okay. She's an idiot. Let's go to Denny's. Let's go to Denny's. So Denny's was apparently running this Black Friday promotional where they're selling these T-shirts that have like a QR code, and you pay six bucks for the T-shirt. And if then if you wear the T-shirt, you get free breakfast. So you get like one free breakfast daily every day for a year by paying six dollars for this denny's t-shirt and wearing it into a denny's okay so it turns out that there's a, a total number that you're allowed that they were selling it was only 150, 150 i think it was okay yeah but before i found that out i thought to myself oh man you could just you could destroy denny's with just like a gofundme to just put Denny's t-shirts on like all the homeless people in the country just buy just like start a campaign for buy a buy a Denny's t-shirt for the homeless you could have made so much money because they would be going in there every oh, day sure. alone yes. not bringing in business with them yeah yeah they'd be going in by themselves with a t-shirt for free anyway find find yeah, out so it's only were, 150 if you were IHOP exactly you were IHOP, that was my that was my thing so you buy all IHOP, these homeless people t-shirts yeah if if I'm IHOP, and then write I'm it buying off as a tons charity. of T-shirts. I'm buying tons of T-shirts, and you're right. You write it off like you're donating in charity, and at the same time, you're absolutely crushing the opposition. You're crushing your competition. So anyways, they found out that there's only 150. So that kind of squashes that, except if I'm still, if I'm IHOP, and I find out about this, 
I'm going to make sure that as soon as those go on sale, every single person at IHOP Corporate is on Denny's website trying to buy as many of those as possible. Okay, let's say you get a hundred of them. I'm going to then form an IHOP task force of 100 employees that will just go and specifically target an individual IHOP, a Denny's for either like a week to a month, okay? So if you have a Denny's that's a, Until you across the business. street from an IHOP, I'm going to send- In a big I'm metropolitan gonna, area. I'm going to yeah. get a hotel, and I'm going to put 100 IHOPeratives- in that hotel with Denny's t-shirts to go to Denny's every day. That Denny's every day, you're going to have 100 people every morning that are getting breakfast for free. They're going to be there for a week or a month, however long it takes it to take it down. And because restaurants, they operate on, thr- on thin profit margins as it is. You could crush yeah, a Denny's just, that way. And then move, and then and move then on to the next just move them one. on to the next Denny's. You know? they, they would shut down. They would say they had it, – it would be like a, an election thing where they had a water main break or something, and we got to shut yeah, down. Yeah, Denny's would be like, oh, we're closed. We're closed. They'd catch on to it too fast. But, yeah, it was – but, yeah, like so you have like just an IHOP Or they would say and, that they caught on to what's happening, and this wasn't in the spirit of the deal. So we're not honoring yeah, it. Yeah, like, like you find out that every single, like, you know, a good uh, 60% or more of the T-shirts were all sold to computers in the same geographic location. Uh, guess what? It's IHOP. It's IHOP corporate. Anyway, that was my plan. IHOP, you really, you really missed out on a great opportunity to just crush Denny's once and for all. Even then, even with all that, I don't know what the great upside benefit to selling 150 of these t-shirts is on a black friday i don't me neither publicity I don't see the okay, great benefit but, to denny's but what like they're gonna wear theory, those shirts around other than you're not gonna go every day you're not no just the story and you're not gonna go every day and you're probably gonna come you're probably not gonna come alone yeah but here's the thing so the profit margin here's must the be thing. good enough for whoever you're bringing even if you. you went like every so often it's six bucks it's not like you're going to wear your T-shirt around That's all not day enough. so six, people see $6 your dollars isn't as an, enough. As a walking and then you're going to put your Denny shirt on, go eat breakfast, and then you're going to take your Denny shirt back off. You're not walking around with a Denny shirt with a QR code on it all day. Yeah, but I think the story in and of itself is the publicity. Maybe. Maybe. I wonder if you could like wear the same T-shirt every day for a year just long enough to eat breakfast and never have to wash it. If you put it on over another shirt, probably would be even better. Keep it... Uh, uh, minimize the skin-to-skin contact. Do you have to wear it for the entire extent of your meal? Probably. But I would think that that you're too... Take it off after they've already scanned it, they charge you. What if I just started carrying it in, like fold it up? Yeah, just carry it in. After six months, though, after six months, it it would just smell like Denny's walking down the street with... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I actually like the smell of Denny's, so... Anyway, missed opportunity, IHOP. 